People, welcome to Have Guitar Will Travel, presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine, with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies. And today, I'm speaking with Brian Moss from the jam band Spafford. We spoke after Spafford's performance at the Bottle Rock Festival in Napa, California. In our conversation, we cover his Bottle Rock experience as compared to other festivals, and we talk about his COVID experience and touring through the COVID landscape. We talk about him starting guitar and the competition he had with his brother growing up in New Jersey. We talk about his early guitars, an Epiphone Les Paul, and stealing his brother's ovation, and a Gibson ES339. We talk about his first custom guitar built by Brian's friend Andrew Thomas at Thomas Milana Guitars for his birthday, covertly coerced by Brian's wife, and we talk about the rest of Brian's gear and how he gets his tone. And finally, we talk about the logistics of touring these days. You can find out more about Brian and his band Spafford at spafford.net that's s-p-a-f-f-o-r-d.net and you can find out more about his custom guitar at thomasmilanaguitars.com that's t-o-m-a-s-m-i-l-a-n-a g-u-i-t-a-r-s dot com please like comment and most of all share this podcast i'd really appreciate it and please support vintage guitar magazine for all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players here's brian James, yes. How are you? Good, thank you. Where are you at? I don't know. It was somewhere in California, in a town near Napa, or in a, so it's, yeah. Good. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we took off. Good. Last night, probably drove thirty or something minutes out. Okay. <laughs> Some dude named Some Brian. Dude. <laughs> how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. How was same. your How was your Bottle Rock experience? Ooh, it was something. Uh, it was different. Have you guys then, played then some of the festivals? Uh, sorry, have you guys played a bunch of festivals? Uh, yeah, I mean we've we've done a couple this year so far. Um, you know, and obviously in the last couple of years, but nothing as clean as Bottle Rock. It's a very clean festival, you know. Yeah. Well, nothing in a in a dirt lot. There was all astroturf, and not you know, it was it was very different. It was very posh. And you were in the cleanest side of Bottle Rock too. But you were on the yeah uh, uh, the true oh the truly stage is over tucked in the one side and then you were at the vip stage or whatever it is which yeah, is which yeah. is the clean just, side <laughs> right Super yeah simple. it was um it was nice you know i mean northern california it's 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 kind of what to expect you know uh, it was uh maybe <laughs> yeah it was real nice yeah. nicest festival i've ever been to in oh, my cool. entire life very good what, yeah. Uh, what other yeah. festivals have you played this year? Um, we did Backwoods Music Festival just recently. That's in, um, that's where is that in Ar- in Arkansas? Oh, okay. Um, we started off the year at, at Peach Peach Music Festival, um, which is a Montage Mountain in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's moving quick, you know. It's moving quick. There's 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 we're, we're in and out like all the time and then we got a bunch more coming up so do you guys tour are you guys constantly touring or or how's your tour schedule right now put sort of well pre-post yeah we picked up <laughs> yeah right um you know in march of, of 2000 jesus not uh 20 you know we got pulled off the road we were on for you know i think about a six or seven week span of, of dates uh-huh. and um and it was the second leg of that when we were traveling through Colorado and we got pulled off, yeah, um, it was heartbreaking. Sure, you know, oh, of course. 
and, and bank breaking. <laughs> oof, it's telling me, right? Uh, you know, and everybody got hit, right? But a lot of people were able to kind of do their job from home, you know, and like kind of transfer yeah. things, you know, like for us, not so much. Yeah. Um, you didn't you know, you guys our, didn't do our, like Facebook Live or anything like that? No, we did some streams and uh-huh. we did some recording and we, you know, we took the time to really, you know, reformulate and like work on some of the things that we, that we can't when you're touring as much as we were. Yeah. yeah. Um, not only in our professional lives, but also our personal lives sure. as well. Yeah. Um, so, so that was, that was, that was like, that was a good, nice part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then now that we're coming back, we started off and, and everything really kind of started off in this whole summer mm-hmm. here. So that's when the festivals are really, you know, starting to take off again. So we're doing that. And then we have, I think it's like a 25 or something date, uh, um, tour starting in October. Okay. Are you guys at headliners? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, headlining tour. Uh-huh. What, um, what kind of venues are you guys playing as a headliner? Um, pretty nice, pretty nice venues. Um, some that we've that we've played before, but uh-huh. I mean, some thousand caps, you know, fifteen hundred <laughs> caps. Um, you know, all the way down to you know some five hundreds and all that in, yeah. in some markets that That's not you know bad. we haven't played as much. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you that. Know, I, I always said, I always said the goal for me, and this was you know ten years ago. I said the goal for me is to play thousand cap theaters across the country. Sure. That's what I want to do because I think that that's a sustainable living. Yeah, you know, to do it correctly with it, with a you know a clean organization. Yeah, you know, try to make a, a you know a healthy wage by doing it. So I'm still I'm still working on it. The yeah. pandemic did, oh yeah, strike us you know pretty hard <laughs> sure. as, as it did everyone right. Yep. But um, but we're getting back to it, and you know we're starting again from from the ground up, and uh, so far things are going really well. Yeah, very good. When did you start playing guitar? Um, I'd say I started probably around nine or 10. Okay. So like, yeah, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, the whole, the whole goal was I had a very competitive older brother who's four years older than me. Okay. Um, and me and him both did all the same things. We played hockey, we played street fighter, you know, on Sega Genesis we did, you know, yeah. and he was always better than me at everything. Okay. And, um, you know, and he was a goalie in hockey, and I was a forward, and he was still better than me at, at hockey. He just, he was great, you know? Where did you grow and up? New Jersey. Okay. Northern New Jersey. Yeah. Not, yeah. not Southern California. Not Southern California. <laughs> There's no. not a lot of hockey in Southern California. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, it would have been surfing if it was yeah, California yeah. or something, you know? And, and he would and he would have been better than me, you know? Um, and, and and really, so when I, when I grabbed the guitar... And my brother's a great singer songwriter. He's got a great voice. He's great. Uh-huh. He, you know, he, he's really got like the whole package. And for me, you know, when I started diving into guys like Jimmy Page and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Gilmore and all that stuff, that was when there was just something that really struck me, sure. you know, with, with the guitar. And that was, that was when I, I decided, I was like, I'm going to try and be better at my brother at something, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I worked my tail off and I, I don't know if I ever accomplished that um, because he's quite the musician to live up to, but, but see- that's where, you know, I, <laughs> sorry. Did, did you steal his? No, guitar? that's okay. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. He had an ovation. Okay. Uh, acoustic guitar. And that was what I wrote. Like a lot of songs on uh-huh. very early on in my, in my life. That was what I started playing on was his ovation. acoustic. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I I got my own and and went from there. So your own ovation or or what kind of guitar? 
No, my first guitar, the first, first, first guitar was, was an Epiphone okay. Les Paul, um, which I sold for a bag of weed to go <laughs> see some bands, you know, when I was 16 years old, I, I sold the guitar for probably 150 bucks, uh-huh. you know, for some gas money to get up to go, to go see a concert. And uh-huh. I, I do regret that because I wish I had that because I really, I've only ever had so many guitars in my life. Uh-huh. Um, so my first, first guitar, uh, was a, a Les Paul double cut away oh okay cool um which they recreated those guitars back in like 2000 maybe 2002 or something so i got one of those models Uh like the gold uh, burst model so Uh um that was the guitar that i used from when i was 14 until i was 26 years old wow that was that was it Uh and at 26 years old i went back to school to study music at one of the local community colleges okay and with that i was thrust into the jazz programs uh-huh. i was thrust thrust into you know le- learning classical music and, yeah. and all this stuff and and i was and i got i got put into like the, the varsity jazz band oh right on. you know which all, all the old cats and they needed a guitar player and and i had some chops but not like jazz chops yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and and i would meet with these guys um you know, off, off the stage, I would go to their houses, like some of the old guitar players to go sure. meet with them. And, uh, they all had these bigger bodied, you know, um, guitars, you sure. know? And I was like, man, I, I, I really need something like that. Uh-huh. Um, my Les Paul, my original guitar is, is 24 fret, which is something that I always had. I had, I had really big hands and I liked, you know, hitting high notes yeah. on the guitar. But my goal was to get something that had a little bit more body and I could work on, you know, potentially, getting more out of this distance of the neck, the lower end of the neck oh, yeah, of um, without having to, re- to rely on something, yeah. you know, to go, to go all the way up here. So I did. And, and, and I got a, an ES 339. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So, and that was, yeah. And that was like me really studying like the jazz world a bit more and um, really falling in love with, with that all over again, yeah. West Montgomery, oh, okay, and, cool. you know, all, all that, you know, so, um, and then when I was uh, around 30 years old, um, you know, Spafford was, was moving at this point uh-huh. and a gentleman approached me at, at one of my gigs in Phoenix and uh-huh. said he wanted to build a guitar for me. Oh, right on. And, and I was like, cool, man. You know, I've met, I've met people, oh, like of course, this, we you know, do. like, <laughs> right. I'm a, you know, and I was like, look, man, here's my email. Give me a call if you're uh-huh. serious, you know? Um, and sure enough, next day email came in uh-huh. and, um, I didn't really, I, I, I started forming a relationship with, with Andrew uh-huh. and, but didn't, it wasn't really based around building the guitar as, as much. Uh-huh. Um, but we were just really getting to know each other and we were talking about like what I would like and all that stuff from the guitar. And sure enough, a year later, um, <clears throat> me and, and my, 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 it was my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, uh-huh. um, became very good friends with his wife. Oh, wow. So it was like a, you know, it was, it was, a, it was like a foursome group, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> we go out and, and, and have dinners and like see each other on birthdays and whatnot. And we started becoming really good friends with them. And I got brought down on my 30th birthday <clears throat> to go visit their house. I think to see his shop for the first time. Uh-huh. And, um, cause we live North in, in Prescott, Arizona okay. at this point. And they live, they, they live in Phoenix. So we, we went down, my 30th birthday not i thought we were going out for sushi and went down 
went to the house and then they're like, Hey, do you want to, you want to check out the shop? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to check out the shop. You know? Um, of, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking starving, but yeah, like, yeah. fine, let's, let's check, let's check out the shop. Sure enough, walking to the shop and there on the table was a guitar case. Wow. And, and I'm like, what is going on here? And I, and at that point I knew something was up Yeah. and they're, they're all looking at me, you know, like open that case. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I opening this case? What is going on here? And I opened it up and boom, there was the guitar that they were building over the past year. Wow. So my wife was working with Andrew behind my back. Oh, wow. Telling him things that she was trying to get out of me uh -huh. um, to <laughs> give the information to <laughs> Andrew. Great. So, she, so one of the things that she did, she bought me a guitar calendar, like a 12 month guitar calendar. Uh -huh. Sure enough. Every month or every once in a while, she would pick, up, she'd pick it out and she would, she'd be like, what do you, what do you think of this? And I'm uh -huh. like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a cool guitar, you know? Um, I, you know, like the color of it or like the headstock or I like this. I like, you know, and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh -huh. was giving her all this information and she was feeding it to Andrew right uh, to build what, what now is, is considered the, the Raven is what I've named that guitar. Uh, okay. What's Andrew's last name? Andrew Thomas. And what's the guitar? What's the What's his his What's his guitar company called? His guitar company is called Thomas Milana Guitars. Okay. Thomas yeah. Milana, and you can check it out at thomasmilanaguitars.com. Okay. And you can find out all. There's some really nice pictures of the Raven up there, and um, cool. you know some specs. You know yeah. more more specs about the guitar and all that. So. Right on. Beautiful instrument. And he is quite the craftsman. So that's what I've been using now for the last, you know, five years. So right on, six years almost. <laughs> and uh, is that? Do you have other guitars besides besides those ones, or or is, is... so? In my ele electric lineup, um, that was that's pretty much it. I have still my Les Paul, which I'll never get rid of because I right. felt terrible <laughs> getting rid of my uh, my first guitar, that Epiphone. You know, yeah. you know, it was only. You know, cheap cheap guitar. I still felt bad getting rid of it. Yeah. So I had the Les Paul. I still have the three thirty nine. I have the the now Raven. Uh huh. Um, Raven gorgeous. And, I'm, and looking, I'm looking at the Raven right now. It is absolutely. You can gorgeous. see it. It is. Yeah. And um, and we're working on more guitars. Okay. You know. Um, you know, it takes a while to to get something like this. And sure. You know, a lot of this was done behind my back without yeah. me really knowing about it. So I didn't put my hands on anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I got as much information or my wife got as much information to Andrew as he as he possibly could get to build something like yeah. this. But now what we're doing is we're building, you know, kind of a hybrid between the Raven and, and the three thirty nine. Okay, at cool. Paul, at this yeah. point. Um and I'm getting my hands on everything. Um Recently, Fender had had reached out, and they sent over um, an SC Strat. Oh wow! And and I love it. I've never played a Strat before. Uh -huh. I was never a Strat guy, and I loved it. And I loved the neck, and I loved the tone. I loved you know, um, I mean, really, when it comes out to me, I'm I'm a Gibson guy at, at heart, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. Um, but everybody needs a Strat in their lineup because oh, sure. I did use Strat. I did use Strats on on a lot of recordings. There's I I, I know when to use a Telecaster on a recording. Um, you know, it just has this certain like bite and a certain punch that works for certain songs, you know, Absolutely. and, and so it always needs something like that in, in the arsenal. So, yeah. um, I recently acquired a, a, an SC Strat and I, and I love it. Right. Um, and then, and then acoustic guitars, um, 
Takamini uh, had reached out a couple of years ago. So uh-huh. we, I, I use exclusively uh, Takamini acoustic guitars. Right on, right on. Good for you. Yeah. Good, good for you. Yeah, I love them. And, and when Spafford does, when we do acoustic stuff, that's what I, I really try to use mm-hmm. if I can get it on the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did do an acoustic set last night, but I couldn't acquire a Takamini. So, oh, really? Um, I didn't even know what that was using. I didn't have like a bottle or anything like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. You should have let me know. I would have, I would have, I would have brought you a guitar. <laughs> oh. a cool one. The, so let me ask you, what about amps? What are you using for amps? So <clears throat> amps, and this is, <clears throat> you know, about six, seven years ago, I got approached um, uh, by a guy named Mario when I was living in Prescott, Arizona, and he was the local amp guy. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> you know, old cat who, who came from the, the old school ways of thinking and a genius, you know, when it came to electronics and all that stuff. Sure. I was using at the time a Fender Hot Rod to build uh-huh. four times. Of course. That was just what I had it my entire life, you know? Yeah. And he came up to me and he's like, you need to be working on 12s. And I'm like, what? You know? And I wound up getting a <clears throat> a Marshall. It was a Marshall half stack, I believe, wow. um, which I believe had, had 12s in it, but just the cabinet, right? Yeah. And, and, what I bought from a local friend was a 69 plush. Okay. Wow. And it's, it was wired in a way Mario took out, there's two channels on it, right? The top is supposed to be like a JCM 800. And then the bottom is supposed to be like a super reverb in a way. Uh-huh. He took it. He did some stuff in this thing. You know, it's, he totally customized it. Yeah. He's taking out tubes and resoldering this, that, you know, and just made it. So it's one channel. Yeah. And, so, and then, and then we started messing around with a lot of different speakers at the time. And I was using JBLs because Jerry Garcia was JBL ah. guy. And I was using the, you know, and, I, and we were trying all these things. Mario was a big, big Jerry fan. So he uh-huh. was really trying to implement a lot of that stuff on me. Uh-huh. And what happened was, is I came across EV12Ls. Uh-huh. Stevie Ray Vaughan was yep. using EV12Ls, yeah. right? And holy shit, did that just, it just came together. Um, and for me, I never... I never felt that like that punch before. Um, they're very unforgiving speakers. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, like it just, it worked for me. So that's what I wound up really running with. And um, unfortunately the, the plush is very difficult to bring on the road with me because it's getting banged around in the trailer and yeah. the amount of repairs that I have oh, to do on no. this thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Are, are killing me when I'm on the road and uh-huh. sometimes there's not anybody available to, oh, yeah. to fix it. So I'm without an amp. And I mean, like I I'm playing these gigs and by the third week that, you know, the speakers are falling out of the cabinets. Oh no, no. You know, no. I mean, literally just pulling right out of the, out of the, 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 the wood, you know, that they're mounted to Yeah. and there's screws and there's like, there's wood everywhere. And you know, it's happened to me constantly. Oh, so currently, yeah. So currently right now, I'm using 165 reissue uh, uh, twin reverb stock. Okay. And I'm also using now one of the new Fender Tone Masters, oh, the okay. Blonde Edition, uh-huh. which is one of the solid state um, yeah. Yeah. amps that they have. And my and and what I'm running through my, my pedal board, which is a whole other thing, is, uh, is a wet dry mix. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're familiar with that. Absolutely. Like AB, and you're running AB at the same time. A, B at the same time and only the wet effects. So like the reverbs and the delays and some time-based stuff are only coming out of one amp. And that's only coming out of the Tone Master. Right exactly. Now. The amp furthest from the drummer. 
Sure, this from the drummer, exactly. Because otherwise, exactly. you're going to mess with the drummer big time. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so the one that's on the right of me, that's, that gets wet everything. And, uh -huh. um, you know, like usually, you know, you have like one signal and everything's just stacked. And like you start putting pedal on pedal on pedal on pedal. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, your tone does, it does squash, you know. Oh, yeah. And terrible. now what it's doing, it's, it's squashing all of that here. But then you just take that original signal and put it on top of it. Yeah. And as soon as I put that together, um, and Andrew, uh, Andrew Thomas had helped me put that together because uh -huh. he's a genius when it comes to signal chains and all that stuff as well. Sure. Um, you know, uh, he, he brilliant with, with this stuff, but as soon as we tried it, I was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> how have I not been playing, playing like this the whole time? So, um, yeah, it's really changed a lot. And this is that's I'm going into this. Uh -huh. These are the first tours I'm ever using a wet dry mix. So, <laughs> oh, cool. The and since you brought it up, your pedal board. Yes. Um. There's a lot of junk on there. You know, there's my my old old stuff. I mean, like one of one of my first pedals ever was a um, a digital delay D6. You know, mm -hmm. um, I still have the, the TS9 on there, and like it just for me, it's it's something that. I recognize it's very, I'm very familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Those are my first um, pedals ever when I was getting them around 13 or 14 years old. Like that's just what I use. So I still use them today. I mean, it's my tried and true. Uh -huh. um, I recently, you know, like about five or six years ago, I fell in love with a BB preamp. Uh -huh. If you're familiar with that, sure. um, yeah. it replaced my, my OCD, which was just a little bit too heavy for the band, oh, yeah. but I love the OCD. Yeah. You know, one day I'll get that back. And, um, uh, source audio, um, I, I love some of the source audio pedals. So right now I'm using their phaser. I'm using their delay. Yep. Um, um, I'm using, uh, a, a Strymon timeline delay, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cry, cry baby. Wah. Sure. Um, I Don't have a off. haze mutron. Yeah. <laughs> I have a haze mutron, uh, a remake of, oh, of yeah. the original mutron. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a big platter taking up a lot of real estate on that. Yeah, um, I'm old enough to one, have owned one, an original Mutron. Of course, I sold it. But really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been really nice. And uh, what am I missing? Oh, you know, I got an octave on there. Um, I'm using this, the, one of my new pedals, Source Audio. Um, it's this. It's like their synth for, um, it's called the Wave. Uh -huh. um, and it's really, really cool. And I'm using some certain effects on there, like a ring mod and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. And, um, your board itself, yeah, I think that's what, a, what is the board it's, itself? What kind of board are you using? So the, I've gone all over right now. It's a pedal train, oh, okay. um, a, a pedal train too. They, they made the, my case fell apart after right. using it for, you know, five years and yeah. traveling in airports and stuff like that, because these people at airports, they just, oh, they yeah. throw your stuff everywhere. <laughs> for sure. Um, our stuff, it breaks all all the time That's so it fell apart and um it was also like overweight and oversized and all that stuff you know but they came out with a new version of the of the case so i wound up getting that a new board and it's a smaller case but the same pedal board fits in it so it's a pedal train too uh -huh. and um and i also have a temple board as well um, i love my temple board yeah. it's just a little bit smaller so on on fall tour i'll be rerouting to use yeah, my yeah. pedal train in front and the, and the temple board on the right. Oh, so, you're so, I can two pedal boards. <laughs> so I can get everything out there because right now 
I, you know, it's one board I got to travel with, you know, yeah. and I have to bring my stuff yeah. um, to travel with. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I use the Tone Master now by Fender. It's their, their solid stadium. Yeah. Because when I'm requesting backline at all these gigs, people don't really understand is, oh, what, you know, why does this tone sound different or something like that? It's like, because yeah. I'm using this 65 reissue twin that I asked for, yeah, yeah. but only one speaker's working, yeah. you know, and half of it's blown. And, you know, it's, it just happens. All and, the time. Yeah, and they're just not the same. It's not my stuff, you know. But with the Tone Master, I can get that reliability across the board if if they're if they have it. So yeah. I I do, you know, ask and hope that you know SIR yeah. and, and all these you know rental rental companies like pick up the Tone Master Blonde because it's it's the same. Yeah. It's the same ever, everywhere you get it, and I and you really can't tell the difference. Oh no, that uh, in, a, in a sixty-five, it's it's gorgeous what they did with that. Yeah, playing the festivals are you. Are you using Backline or are you using um, your own amps? Are you able to use your own amps? It's Backline for the most part. Uh -huh. If there's a run that we can get our van and our trailer out there, then uh -huh. then we get a driver and they can drive, you know, to get our gear. But it's like any way you slice it, it's it's oh, expensive yeah. oh, or yeah. it's the, you know, and and it's like it's tough. I, I wish and we wish that we can have our stuff at every show, but most of these festivals, when I'm in Denver one night yeah. and I'm in Napa Valley the next night. Yeah. It's all backline, you know. Sure. We can't get our gear all all over the place, no, not you, yet. You so kill your crew. <laughs> yeah, are you, exactly. Are you your crew? Are you guys have a, a, a full crew or or whatever a guy Ooh, or two for the summer? Yeah, for the summer right now, we run with three guys. We're with Justin Doan, who's doing our front of house. Brent Stubblefield, who's doing our our stage managing and monitors, and uh -huh. um, Matt Collier, who's our lighting director. Oh wow! So right on that that ins that ensures that the fans can always get a similar experience as far as audio is concerned and yeah. lighting is concerned. Right and then for us, you know, to make sure that, that we know what we expect on stage. Yeah, yeah. And it hasn't always been like that. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, we ran with somebody else's running monitors or whatever, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody else's running lights or, you know, front house and all that. Yeah. So it's, that stuff is really important. And we have a, an amazing crew behind us who bust their ass. I mean, these guys are, are war horses, you know, and we would not make it from point A to point B without these guys. So, are, uh, are, so just right, like this summer, are you guys doing mostly fly dates or are you riding in that van or, or do you guys have a bus? No. Well, these are mostly fly dates, yeah. you know, like Denver to Napa or, you know, this just in and out on some of the weekends and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fly dates. And then real fall tour will be in a bus mm -hmm. um, starting in October yeah. And that's when we can bring on more crew as well. So yeah. we, we do have a tour manager that works with us. Um, and, and she's doing it from all far right now. She's, oh, yeah. she's doing all the planning from afar, you know, and just sends us the sheet and we just have to, to follow it as best as possible. <laughs> um, you know, but, but on, on tour, we, we bring a tour manager with us who can be with, you know, there and yeah. we have a merch guy. There's, there's more spots and more beds for more people to, to come out. Sure. You know, have you got your own photographer? Oh and yeah. Stuff like that. yeah, of course. Have you yeah. gotten used to the fan blowing on your face while you're trying to sleep? <laughs> in the, the, in the, the what? The fan blowing on your face oh, yeah. while you're trying to sleep. Oh yeah. In the you woke up. Yeah, you just yeah, you just wake up with your eye mouth oh, all the time. You know? Oh, I hate just, that so bad. Just keep, a, just keep a bottle of keep a bottle of water next to <laughs> oh, you. Oh my god, I just it drives me nuts. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, I think we should probably wrap it up because I've taken a lot of your time here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, where are you guys off to next? What, what's your next stop? Are you going home? I, I assume today. And 
Panera. We're going to Panera right now. The crew's in the in the hotel lobby. Oh, cool. Me. So we're, we're going to Panera, but uh, we're heading over to Paste Magazine. Um, Paste Magazine. We're going. We're going to do a little VIP like acoustic set with them. Right on. And um, it should be recorded live. It's it's going to happen somewhere. Um, they don't tell me things any anymore. Yeah. You know. Um, but we're we're headed home uh, for a couple days uh-huh. uh, to see my wife and my son. Right on. And we are going to Candler Park in Atlanta next. Okay. And and yeah. how many albums do you guys have out? Um. So two like official recorded albums, uh-huh. and and there's a bunch of live stuff. Um, whether it be compilations or live volume releases and all that. Okay. And then every single show that we do record, we release every single one of those. And that's on the band's band camp and also uh, a, a website called nugs.net. Okay. And every single show, because every, every show from Stafford is completely different. Uh-huh. No show is, is yeah. the same. Every single show is recorded and, and, and put up on those platforms. So right, Stafford's right. Bandcamp and, and Nugs.net. Yeah. Okay. But you can check out all our albums and our more official releases on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, that's that where stuff. I found you. That, I found you on Spotify. Yeah. Right, and you guys right I, on. Loved it. Loved it. Thanks, James. Thank um, you. <laughs> my pleasure. It's the truth. So I'll let you go. And um, it's been wonderful talking to you. And I hope I get to like I get hoped we get to you know shake hands and stuff in the in the future. I can't wait. Where where are you based out of? Um, I, San Francisco, basically. San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I, I travel all over just like you. So. Right. <laughs> well, we love, we love playing San Francisco. The great American music hall is a oh, home yeah. away from home for us. So. Of course. It's, uh, it's freaking yeah. We did New Year's, New Year's there two years ago. We did New Year's there. So. Oh, really? Right on. Yeah. Right yeah. On. It was great. Yeah. Very fun. <laughs> cool. That's great news. All right. Well, thanks, Brian. Spafford.com, I guess. And your, your Spafford, Spafford.net, actually. Spafford.net. Yep. The people that follow you are your Spaff nerds. They are Spaff nerds, and you can find <laughs> them on, on Facebook. They are they are a ravaged group. Um, they're amazing people. And, and honestly, a, a community like that, you know, we would be nothing without that. Oh, yeah. So all the love, all the love goes out to, to the fans oh, yeah. and, and their support. Absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Have a great day. Thank you, James. Travel safe. You too. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to Have Guitar Will Travel. You can catch up on all the things I'm doing at thedeadlies.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms as well. And please support Vintage Guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many, many wonderful things for us guitar players. Thanks. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>